You know, we all have physical health. Doesn't mean we have physical problems, but we have it, right? Prioritizing yourself, taking care of yourself. I can't emphasize this enough. You cannot pour from an empty cup. KEPX presents a Levine Media production. This is Dignity Leadership with hosts Brooke Coleman and Rich Levine. Get back to mental health. Things you never knew you needed, and you probably didn't. <laughs> he probably didn't need to know that. Hormel. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice, nice to know. Important. So we were talking about mental health, right? Yeah. So you're going to love this story. Um, went on vacation last year, because you need to take vacations for mental health, right? Absolutely. Vacations are very important. Did you, okay, so here's a question, though, about it. Did you fully unplug, or did you go on a working vacation? I fully unplugged. Nice. I shut okay. everything off. Good. I did not do That's one important. thing related to yeah. work at all good yeah so we were at this beautiful resort Mm -hmm, by the mm -hmm. ocean and i met a really cool couple Mm. and you know you were sending me pictures while you were on vacation (laughs) no i did i did see some pictures i was a little jealous that you were there i was working at the time no i would never do that to anybody i would never (laughs) torture anybody that i'm having fun and you may not be having fun (laughs) i did see but anyway um so we got a guest that's coming up on one of the other shows. Actually, it was on a past show. It would have been recorded. It would have been released in May. This show is going to be released in September, I believe, mm-hmm. if I got my mathematics right. But on that show was Edwin Britt. Edwin Britt invited me and helped me out a long time ago, and he challenged me with something. Mm-hmm. And it's when I ask you, how are you doing? Mm. And he challenged everybody to say, better than good. Why? Mm. Why? Well, it gets you out of a rut. It gets you thinking. It gets you going. Because if you ask somebody, if I ask you, how are you doing? What are you going to answer? I'm great. Exactly. I'm good. Are you really good? Are you really great? And that's where mental health comes in. Mm. What if you're not? And you and I had this on another podcast where yep. I asked you, I said, how yes. are you? And you said, yeah, I'm not so good. I just failed a class. Yes. First time ever. Yes. Very humbling moment. But it mm-hmm. happens. It happens. But that's all part of the mental health, right? Right. So with that, I met Tommy and Danny. Mm-hmm. Down in Mexico. Nice. Down in Mexico. Everything's supposed to stay in Mexico. But I had to bring her back, and I was, I was having a conversation with Danny, and I said, hey, you're going to become, you're going to be a guest on my podcast. She's like, you got a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, and it's about leadership? I said, yeah. She's like, what does mental health have to do with leadership? Everything. That's it. That was my answer. It yeah. was everything. So on today's show, we have Danny Moore with us. Welcome, Danny. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. <laughs> so Danny made the trip all the way from New Jersey, flew mm-hmm. into Austin, Texas, nice. just to see us. So thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, we're super excited. I have I've I've been hearing about you for months, just so you know. And we did we got <laughs> to have dinner just the other night, and instantly, right? It was mm-hmm. just it was easy. So this is so mm-hmm. exciting. And I told to Rich, um, watching the shows and. Mm-hmm your personality and yeah. I would text him like I have so much in common with her I can't wait to meet her and <laughs> yes. we just vibe like yep. it's the same wavelength <laughs> so we need to brag on you for a minute Danny yes so you are the owner of the Moore Center for Cognitive and Emotional Healing mm-hmm. and you're licensed in the state of New Jersey. New Jersey and I'm certified to provide telehealth services in the state of Florida as well nice why Florida don't well, go there? It, it, uh, well, it's one Are you going to retire there? I'm planning on awesome. heading down there at some point. So here's what's interesting. And here's one of the things. So two things struck me when I met you. Um, one was that you were in this mental health. And 
And I was at a vulnerable moment. I was in Mexico, right? I mean, you may never see me again. Right? Mm-hmm. We may never talk. So like, I could say yes to it and listen to you. But the other thing is you moved to the United States from Brazil in 2007. And then this snowball thing just kept going. I said, you need to meet Brooke. She's my co-host. She moved from <laughs> Colombia. Yeah. And you guys, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, well, Colombia is not Brazil. You know what? I'm from <laughs> Iowa for crying I out. I say that all the time. In- like, excuse me, Colombia is not Mexico. It's not Guatemala. It's not Honduras. Colombia is Colombia. It's South America. Yes, and it for, is South America. And for us shallow people that grew up in a little small town in <clears> Iowa, <throat> I mean, everything outside of Iowa is big and huge. And it's close enough. Mm. So by proximity, I threw you guys all in that same boat. Sure, South America. Sure. <laughs> You know, you were born in the U.S. You were not born in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So let's hear right. your let's hear your story. I, long story short, I guess if I can make it no, happen, I, yeah, yeah, make yeah, it happen. It'll be, it'll be a little bit of a long story, but tell us your journey. Um, from a very young age, uh, it was very different. I don't know how to explain the feeling. I'm going to try my best here, mm-hmm. but um, there was this void. I don't know. Like I just didn't feel I belonged there. And it wasn't uh, family issues or anything because I'm very close to my family. But I started learning English at 13. Mm. By 16 years old, I spoke it fluently. And I was too young for my parents to let me go anywhere by myself. So I went to college, finished everything. So I was 24 years old. I had an opportunity to move to the U.S. and yeah. I took it, nice. and I had a ton of feelings about it. Like I was excited, <laughs> I was petrified at the same time. Yeah. But I took it. Um, and one of your episodes, uh, somebody was talking about leadership and the courage, right? Like uh, uh, ha- having that courage to take risks. Yeah. I didn't know anybody in the U.S. Um, and I took that risk, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. It's incredible. To your point, like being able to step into the unknown Mm -hmm. without any safety net, truly, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That is very courageous. And I think on the flip side, um, yes, I was born in the United States. I I left uh, the United States when I was around five, Um, spent some time in Costa Rica, Colombia, and the Dominican Republic. But Colombia has always felt like home. But I couldn't... I couldn't explain why. I'm American. I'm mm-hmm. full-blooded American, but there's something culturally that just identify with me. So it, it is amazing how we can be born in one area, um, love the people and yes. the, the essence of it, but mm-hmm. not truly feel at home. Mm-hmm. I think that connection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I followed yeah, where I, I thought my connection was, you know? Um, so yeah, it has been such an empowering experience like to step into that unknown that you're talking about because it is scary it's extremely scary and anymore like I look at potential new experiences Mm -hmm. as opportunities and I've done this I can do much more yes you know so the the power that comes with that is incredible that's that's a key leadership piece is being able to see opportunities Mm -hmm. instead of obstacles you saw you had a will in a way where some mm-hmm. people would just shut down. Well, mm-hmm. and to your point, knowing a little bit about your story, you came here because the opportunity opened itself up to itself. I kind of created it, but yes, yeah, we'll create, yes. You, you looked and you found it and mm-hmm. you found a way in, but that is not how you've stayed here. That was that was that got you here. Mm-hmm. And a year, a year yes. and a half later, mm-hmm. things looked very different. So how very. did you get into the role that you're in now into okay. mental health? 
So I was a very stubborn teenager. Mm. <laughs> Are we all? I, I am very familiar with that. Yes, yes. And from a very young age, my mom... Um, Wait, she saw. Are, the are you telling me I'm still a teenager? I said, "Hey, hey, I gotta, I gotta say something right now. This is the beauty of of the next few episodes. We are we're here taping at a live audience, and um, my sweet, sweet parents are in the uh, crowd here. I said, I said something about being uh, a stubborn. I saw my mother raise her hand and shake her hand a little bit. So, yeah, yeah." There, there's, there, there's some wisdom here a little bit, yeah. Hey, well, my wife is laughing in the back. Uh, I don't know if she's laughing at me or laughing at everybody else. She goes, yeah, you're still stubborn. Yeah, yeah, so okay. therefore, therefore, I am still a teenager because I am stubborn. Okay. All right, so let's get yeah. back to you. Stubborn teenager. So stubborn teenager came to the U.S. So my mom always saw me as a therapist. So when I first went to college what? in Brazil, she was like, go for psychology. You'd be a great uh, therapist. And I was like, no, just because mom said so, right? I'm like, right. no. I'm not going to do it. No. So okay. I ended up going to school uh, and graduated as an interpreter Ooh. because I loved English so much. And um, What then, could you do with that in, in Brazil? Like, what, what, was the, what was the career path for that? So I did want to follow the in, interpreter role. So, like, attending conferences, nice. like, okay. um, wanted to do movies, mm-hmm. uh, the subtitles nice. and things like that. Um, but again, I didn't connect well with it. So when I moved to the U S and that year that went by, like looked a lot different. I found myself in this position where I needed to start exploring new roles, new opportunities, because I'm not going to use my previous career here. Mm -hmm. And I started business, which lasted six months. (laughs) And I was like, this is not for me. And then I finally decided to go into psychology, and I fell in love with it in the first class. And I was like, oh, and so my you mom was right. And so you fell in love with it here in the United States. Yes. You took your first class in New Jersey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Amazing. so then at that point, I, just, I uh, started developing my career as a counselor, and I now, um, I've been in the field for six years, and this is my second year of my own private practice. So it didn't happen overnight? Not at all. Okay. That, that process. Um, and and the failing portion mm. of it. Oh, it's been there. <laughs> so so Several let's times. let's talk yes. about the mental health aspect because when you and I were talking and you had an aha moment as we were as our relationship our friendship was growing we were talking and you finally said aha I get it I see where mental health and leadership mm. are tied together mm-hmm. what what was that moment for you? Yeah, um, when you brought that up in Mexico, I was like, what like mm. leader. Mm-hmm. Mental health, mm-hmm. podcasts, what, what am I going to do in the podcast? <laughs> and then you started telling me about leadership, the skills. Uh, and the more I heard you say it, the more I'm like, well, I did that. I did yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I, I am like that. I do that too. And then I realized my aha moment, the clinical skills and leadership skills are so well connected. And that was when I was like, oh, I am a leader. Because I yes. had never looked at myself as one before. So you're a leader because, well, when people come to you and they're vulnerable, so you're mm-hmm. listening yes. to them, you're hearing some of the stuff that probably drives mm-hmm. them the craziest. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a big piece is, is in the workplace, there's a ton of toxic cultures out there. Mm. And toxic cultures create stress. Stress comes from work. And stress makes people unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've talked to you before. I told you a couple of times. I read three books a month. I read way too many books. 
as long as I, <laughs> what's that? I do. <laughs> but I, I, I stumbled across a book um, and it's called Everybody Matters. And it was yeah. written by a gentleman by the name of Bob, uh, Bob Chapman. And he is the mm-hmm. CEO of a company called Barry Waymiller. Mm-hmm. And they started out in the 1800s, I believe. His grandfather ran it, passed mm-hmm. it on to his dad. And then he inherited it from his dad. And when he inherited the business, it was in dire straits. He inherited it in the 1970s. And what they do is they make the um, they made bottling products for Anheuser Busch because they're based out of St. Louis. And they did a lot of this industrial stuff, mm. but he did some research on his own, and he mm. discovered that eighty eight percent of U.S. employees are unhappy at work. Wow, eighty eight percent. Eighty eight percent. And he's okay. gone on to start his own thing. It's called the uh, Chapman Leadership Institute. He's okay. done a ton of research, and he had an aha moment. Um, he, was, he just took over trying to, to do this business and figure out what was going to go on. And he was yeah. sitting at a meeting, and I'll make it quick. He was at a meeting, and it was right before the NCAA basketball tournament was going to begin. Mm. Monday morning, everybody's in the break room. They're all filling out their brackets. They're all having fun. Yep. Eight o'clock comes, the bell rings. Everybody goes to work, and nobody's having fun. He asked why. Mm. He asked why. And they basically said because work is stressful. So he went on a mission from that point on, from that one little piece of how do I make every day you know you said something about that too that is so interesting because you said you know people have to work and work is stressful it's not fun and even as you're saying it I'm thinking yeah but it could be fun right and we had a guest on previously that was talking about what they would rename their title as right and he said I would if I had to think about it and and we kind of put him on the spot right so he didn't have a lot of time to think about it he said but I'd love to be the chief fun officer like, I want to make things fun because that's important. Because when they're fun, they're engaged. And when they're engaged, they are fully embedded into their what they're doing and, and everything else. It's amazing how we do. We associate work with work. It's something we must do. We must not like, you know, it, it's an obligation. We have to pay the bills. It's that I said that I said that, right? However, could we flip that and make work a part of our identity, a part of who we are, enjoyable. It's a part of our mission in life. That would, that would totally flip the coin. Yeah. And can I say something? Absolutely. And I think it goes um, with the title of the book. Like mm-hmm. when people what feel book? that they matter. Oh, everybody matters. Yeah. Okay. Your book. No, this is a different the, book. Oh, the, the book. One, the one uh, that he Bob was Chapman. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So when people feel that they matter, that what yes. they do matters. Yes. Then it's different. There's then, buy-in, right? Then there's that, you know, potential connection with the role that they mm-hmm. play in mm-hmm. that um, company or in, you know, um, uh, in the setting. Um, because I think, and we, you know, I'm sure it's going to come up at some point because it's going to tie into empathy at mm-hmm. some point. This um, gratitude. You, yes. you guys do a really good job at it on a weekly basis talking about gratitude right mm-hmm. attitude mm-hmm. of gratitude mm-hmm. the, the, pi- the of pioneer gratitude. of attitude of gratitude yeah. is in the studio audience tonight michael ray newman and edwin brett attitude ah. of gratitude mm-hmm. they're in they're in the audience so if you're on youtube you're not gonna be able to see that side of it but they're here you just, Trust we me. just got some beautiful waves you guys can't see it on camera there you go yeah but yeah so i think um when people are appreciated yes um They'll dedicate more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, to your point, like when you're tying in what you do and, and what you chose to, to pursue as a career option, mm-hmm. 
it is mental health. So you're talking, I would assume, about a person holistically, right? You're looking at them as a whole person. Mm -hmm. But a huge component of a whole person, especially in our modern world, is their work environment. Yes, absolutely. That's where you spend most of your waking hours at. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how does that tie in to your practice or to the way that you're... Um, it, it, I think Rich is going to add on to something there, but yeah. So we're going to save that question. How okay. does it tie into your practice? Because we're Wait at that 15-minute uh, magic mark where we need to thank Texas mm. Oasis Brewing Company for letting us host and be live today with a live studio audience. Thank you, Oasis Brewery. And yes. thank you, Lake Travis, Austin, Texas. Yes. So if you, want, if you want some more information about leadership, you can find us on dignity-leadership.com that's right and if you're live in the audience you can go over there and scan that barcode it'll take you to our podcast you can pick it up on any live streaming that's platform. right and listen if you're on google just look up dignity leadership and we will show up that's right we've gotten pretty good at the seo and thank yeah. you to our producer kevin e for putting us on keps Bravo! all right so we got to get back let's get back to the show we had a question for thank you, you guys and that question was can you repeat it? <laughs> yes, I can. I can. I'm glad she can. The exact I same way, but yes. Um, my question is around, you know, mental health and the workplace. Because when I think about mental health, and I have, I have, I'm a huge advocate for therapy and for self improvement and for just doing the deep dive into the deep work. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned through that is you have to go through the mess to get through it. You can't just say, I see it and I'm gonna go around it and acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. You have to go through it to get to the other Absolutely. side and, and, and truly evolve and change it as a person. And I've been on that journey, I'm 40 years old now and I, I started at 16. You know, it, it's, mm -hmm. and it hasn't, it hasn't always been pretty. It hasn't been easy for sure, but it, had, it has always been worth it every single yeah. time and a huge component of it when i think of holistically what mental health looks like you're looking at the whole person but when when we look at leadership and and dignity leadership as you know as we've moved forward is on leadership in the workplace how can you be how can you move from a manager to a leader how can you truly revolutionize your workplace environment but even in mental health when you're talking to individuals their workplace and their work component of who they are as a whole person is a huge chunk of who they are absolutely so what does that look like when you're when you're talking to individuals um so you mean in my personal uh interaction with them yes. or how okay mm -hmm. um i think very similarly to the role of leaders like when you're leading a team at work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um looking into their skill level okay their strengths right but you don't just you don't just build on their strengths you help them develop skills so they can bring up the the yes. the, the, the parts that they need to improve on huge mm -hmm. so and every individual i work with is different and culture plays a huge part on it too yeah no uh, way. age groups no way people are different all of them i thought they were all the same <laughs> yeah so um i you know it's kind of looking uh at each individual because your journey is your journey and what you do during that journey mm -hmm. might not work for me yeah and we have to i have to help my clients identify their goals mm -hmm. i have to help them set themselves up for success mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh and that includes building new skills um mm -hmm. you know and again looking at them individually meeting them where they are and helping them grow 
That's right. beautiful. So I usually ask everybody what their definition of leadership is, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to ask you. So all I want to say is if you're listening to this on a podcast, go back, hit the rewind, go back 30 seconds and listen to what yes. she just said, because yes. that that is what leaders need to do in the workplace today. Well, and not just that, you know, something we do at Dignity Leadership that we hold as a value and we we call it our starting point is um, when you decide to um, to sign on with Dignity Leadership, we ask you to take a DISC profile. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of the DISC profile is to see just baseline, where do you fall? And you fall into four categories, right? DISC is an acronym, D-I-S-C. You'll fall into one of those. They also associate them with colors. So you'll hear uh, Rich especially really hone in on those colors. I'm a red and I'm a yellow and I'm a green, I'm a blue, you know. And, and, and it's important because it does. It helps you kind of visualize what those differences are. But at the end of the day, what that is, is just helping you identify yourself. But what you said is so crucial because even within a grouping, you are still an individual person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I almost say, I really think that kind of can, can follow into a question that I want to ask you, Rich, because I met Rich in grad school. We both started at a time, and we were both, in, in, our, in our field, we were both a little bit older than some of our counterpoints, counterparts. I was a lot older. Yeah, maybe. But I'm still a teenager. We you're, established yeah, yeah, this Yeah, exactly. You're, you're still 18 at heart. But... But, but, but the reason for that is because I say that when we, when we met that first day that we met, I truly would have said we would have never made a connection. We, our personalities are so different at that base level, um, that I, I didn't jive with it. We were in the same group and there were only four people in that group. So that says something. (laughs) It wasn't 20 people. It was four. Um, However, over time and opportunities and just allowing conversations to happen and that empathy and that vulnerability, we did get to know each other better. And so I'm going to ask you right now, Rich, let's go back to what was your why in starting Dignity Leadership and how did that happen? What, What got you to this place where you said, A, something needs to change in my life for things to be different, and B, I want to be a different person going forward, and this is where I'm going to start. What is that? I was miserable. Yes. I was unhappy. I can I can attest to that by just meeting him the first day. Yeah, yeah. No, not a happy person. And it, it had nothing to do with it had nothing to do with anything other than work. It was 100% work. Um, because work consumed every yes. part of you at that time. Yep. You had a family. Yep. You had you are married to a an incredible incredible partner you have kids you 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 have all these other options you have you have a boat on the lake you guys had fun that you could attest to right and yet you were not finding joy in these things i was miserable Mm -hmm. because i was being micromanaged which leads to stress and it caused it caused all the other other things and if we go back to probably 2017 ish 2018 i was at the lowest point of my life and I was down and out. And we met in 2019. Yes. Yeah. Because I had right made a, I had made a decision. So now, I mean, I can I'll, I'll disclose this. And if anybody that was had a half a brain was paying attention, they would have seen it. But mm-hmm. the people I was working for had no brain whatsoever. So number one, I sold my house and moved into something closer to work and smaller, just because I didn't want to deal. That was one less. That headache. was right. Okay. So there's one thing: sell the big house, move into a smaller one. Number two. I liquidated my entire portfolio of stocks with the organization. That should have sounded off a big red alarm saying, <laughs> hey, something is not right. Well, 
Yeah. And then, and then number three, I actually called up my boss and said, look, if you can't find somebody to run this the way you want it run, then you need to find somebody else. And that was probably the dagger that stuck it in. Was that before grad school? Yes, that was before grad wow. school. Okay. Um, and for the first time, maybe, maybe this individual showed a tiny little bit of empathy. And hmm. I was by myself sitting in the parking lot at the high school waiting to pick up my son. And I remember sending that text message out. My wife was out of town traveling. I was just all by myself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I lost it. I mean, I was like, I'm like, I got to pick myself up before my son comes out and not let him see what's going on because I was scared. Mm. I didn't want to show him that, that my mental health was, was at its bottom. And, and my mental health was being driven down by work. Well, and Rich, you had been taught, you had been told over time don't let those emotions show mm-hmm. yeah. on this side, right? Well, that was because that's, the, that's yes. weakness, yeah, right? Exactly. That was, yeah, that was yeah. the message. But that was all part of the whole thing. And then, you know, so as we're going through, I, so I, I basically had, I remember it was probably 48 hours. Felt like two minutes. But I just said, look, there's only one way out of this. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I chose the route that I'm going to do it. And then I called in some friends. I said, look, I need some help. I got to we got to change the culture where I'm working. I'm going to fight the system. We're going to do everything else. And that's when I really flipped the script. And then algorithms came up on the phone that said, hey, look, St. Edwards University's got a master's of leadership program. I was looking for a way to go, but everything that popped up on my phone was MBA programs. You said it earlier. You didn't want to do business administration. <laughs> I didn't want to do it either. I was living business administration, right. and it was a nightmare. Right. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I told myself, there's got to be a better way. And you hit it square on the, you hit it right when you said earlier about, you know, what you do as a mental health therapist. You've got to listen to them. You've got to meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. You've got to show them opportunities, show them how to build them up. That's what, that's what leadership is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, again, how it connects so deeply and closely to what I do, and I never saw myself as a leader. And you're a leader. You're probably one of the best leaders I've <laughs> <Yes>. ever met. <laughs> Which is, But you know what? There is something to that, because we say this all the time, and people, there are aha moments all the time where we're saying, there is no shape and size to the perfect leader. No. There, leaders are every shape and size, and, and you need every level of leadership. And there are loud and boisterous leaders that people automatically go to, and there are what I would say are probably the silent or the quieter ones that are coming kind of behind the scenes. And I think probably with mental health, that might be a perspective because whether you see it or not, and maybe even your patients, whether they see it or not, you are leading them through mm-hmm. the next aha moment in their life. They're going to come through. If they're in a tunnel at that moment, there is light at the end of that tunnel, but they couldn't see it when they came to you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know? And I think it ties into, you talk about this often in your show, uh, you know, in the episodes, mm-hmm. like hope, right? yes. instilling hope. Mm-hmm. That is the number one thing I need to do in my role as a clinician. Because just like you're saying, mm-hmm. Um, I have so many clients that I have worked with that I still work with that they don't have a will to live. And in the end of the day, I have to somehow inspire them Mm. and convince them to stay alive so they can eventually tap into like, okay, now I see the light at the end Mm. of the tunnel because they are in such a space that 
nothing else exists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So instilling hope is like probably one of the most, um, one of the strongest features. Why I would assume, so tell me if I'm wrong here, but that instilling hope comes from empathy and listening. Absolutely. It doesn't come from giving them a formula and writing it down and saying, okay, you're going to do one, two, three, and then you're going to have hope. No, wait a second. Wait a second. We're done. Yeah. Bosses and mm-hmm. managers have that. It's written down. But that's They've just it. Process. Management, right? Got a yes. process on how we're going to make you happy. First, we're going to bring Step in one. ping pong tables. Yeah. Number two, we're going to provide a Free snack coffee. bucket. Yes. Yes. So you know what? We're up at the halfway point again. So Ooh. we need to do a shout out to Oasis Texas Brewery for having us here. Thank, Thank you, you Oasis Brewery. I just like saying that. Yeah, yeah. You, you do it really well. And if you want to visit us on the website, it's www.dignity-leadership.com. And go over and click on the little tab that says free stuff. I like giving away free stuff. Yes, yes. We have some fun free items for you. Listen, self-assessments, things to know yourself better. And we are here to help you grow as an individual or as a group. We would love to do that for you or for your company. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to do a little transition here. I want to get into a couple points. We're going to have you help our listeners get into okay. a couple of things. But you mentioned something in that last segment that mm. that got me going. If I could summarize the way I felt in 2018, was hopeless. Mm. I was hopeless. I had to create my own hope, which is sad because as leaders, I now understand that I need to create hope for other people. Yeah. I create hope for my wife. I create hope for my family, for my kids, for you, for friends, for everything. And they do it in return. So it's not just me creating, but it's everybody. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, people don't always think like that. Mm-hmm. So, w- <clears throat> excuse me. So what I want to get into is, let's talk about how, <clears throat> I need a beer. So let's talk about how mental health, help our listeners, what do they need to know about mental health? So what's important? And you and I talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit. So what was the first thing you would tell somebody? I think like, um, it, you know, in the, in the beginning when you were introducing me and connecting the mental health piece, you said, I don't have mental health. Like, you know, we all do. Yes, right? we, we do. all do. Yeah. And I think, uh, unfortunately. Whether we know it or not, right? Exactly. Yeah. Whether we struggle with it or not. Right. Because that's, the, that's yeah. the key. There, that's right? perfect. Yeah. It's like, you know, we all have physical health, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't mean we have physical problems, mm-hmm. but we have it, right? So, um, uh, Prioritizing yourself, taking care of yourself. I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, You cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm. And um, I I, I say this sometimes, and it sounds like a cliche, like when you're traveling, Mm -hmm. you're on the plane, and they are instructing you, like, if something happens, you need the oxygen mask, right? And they say to you, put yours on first before you assist somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what prioritizing yourself is it's putting yourself first this is very very different than being selfish yes very different so prioritizing yourself Mm. is checking in with yourself what is it that you need right vacation sometimes vacation is not about going away some vacation is a mental vacation take some time off go do something Mm self-care um under this umbrella of prioritizing yourself is learn stress management skills, mm-hmm. right? Like, because again, right, you're helping your folks have fun in the mm-hmm. workspace, be more relaxed, connect. How are you going to do that if you're stressed, if you're under so much pressure, if you're not having fun, mm-hmm. right? So 
that's my number one like take care of yourself and, and taking care of yourself is mm. there's much more to it right so one of it is physical activity yes get up out of bed go go for a walk you might not be the most physically Move. fit person but yep. get up Move. and go for a walk yeah um go for a run do push-ups do sit-ups do something physical to get your heart rate up which mm -hmm. will also help reduce blood mm -hmm. pressure and a lot of other right. things so mm -hmm. you got to take care of all that stuff the other thing that happened too mm. 2018 we talk about where i hit the rock bottom mm -hmm. april 1st 2018 i adopted a keto diet and cut sugar out completely and what has changed for me is like mm. my mental focus my mm -hmm. clarity now i have some bad days or some bad weeks where we start all these business trips and i fall off the wagon a little <laughs> bit but once i like cleaned all that toxins mm -hmm. out of my system yeah. i mean you are what you put in your body Absolutely. you put negative thoughts in your head you're going to mm -hmm. talk negative Absolutely. you put you put by or whatever you want to call them um all these goofy products that come out of box cereal right. whatever it is Absolutely. you put pr um, processed, yeah. processed food is what food. i say yeah. you mm -hmm. put that in your body it's bad fuel yep. and so you got to clean yourself out mm -hmm. both mentally physically mm -hmm. so that's another piece of the of the mm -hmm. prioritize yourself yes. take care of yourself yeah mm -hmm. and the other thing um Hmm. 20 this is even before that and i started working out. i was working out since i think it was 2011 or 2012 somewhere in there my son who's now an adult walks up to me and hits me in the gut with his fist dad you're fat you know what that hurt but i said you know what if i don't start doing something about my health i'm not going to be there for the future which goes yeah. back to what you said earlier yeah. i'm not going to be able to give hope to this kid i'm not going to be able to show him so that was part of a piece that started mm -hmm. up to me so that i'm big on the prioritize yourself no yeah absolutely and i think this self-care looks very different for everyone yeah because again everybody's different right and you and i've talked about some yeah. of the self-care stuff i think you do boxing or something don't you go and yeah. knock the crap out of these big heavy bags oh, wow wow it's fun i don't See, want that self-care but it's self exactly <laughs> yeah. it's self-care it's releasing yeah. it's releasing uh, releasing stress a lot yeah. of different things yeah, i just don't definitely. want to be on the end of a right hook okay <laughs> all right so what else what else lends to mental health um self-awareness self-awareness so becoming okay. becoming more self-aware and i mean your thoughts and belief systems, mm. your feelings and behaviors. They all go hand in hand. Um, mm. If you're familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy, um, well, you what is cognitive? Because not everybody will be. Yeah. So, so, it's, fine. so uh, it's, it's an approach, evidence-based approach uh, for therapy. Um, and it comes from this premise that your thoughts will influence your feelings and your behaviors. So they're all tied together. So um, the way I use that to teach my clients, I teach them about, about these things separately mm. so they can learn to integrate them because most people don't know actually mm -hmm. what thoughts are, what feelings are, or behaviors. A and lot how of, they integrate together. Right. Forget about that because they're all separate to begin with, right? Yeah. And then the way I describe is like the English language, and you will appreciate mm -hmm. this, is a very difficult language, yes. okay? And it's a very complicated Yes. Um, nonsensical sometimes. <laughs> because Coming we, from a second language, it I, is I, nonsensical. Yeah, yes. I, I have credibil yes. credibility to talk about it. So think mm. about it. We talk, we try to express our feelings mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when in reality we're actually expressing a thought. So I'll give you an example just to illustrate that, mm. uh, to highlight the importance of learning what thoughts are or feelings are because they are not the same. Mm -hmm. So if I say, oh, I feel it's going to rain today. No, you don't feel that. 
You think that. You think it's going to rain. Maybe you look at the sky. Maybe, you know, every time it rains, coincidentally, you have a pain on your ankle. Like, oh, I feel the pain. Mm -hmm. Okay, you feel the pain, you don't feel the rain, right? Like, so Mm. we cannot Mm -hmm. change our feelings alone. Yeah. You can't just sit here and say like, hey, okay, Rich, just don't feel miserable. (laughs) It just doesn't work that way, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I can change my thought process. Mm. and I can change my actions, Mm -hmm. which in turn will change my feelings, right? So um, if I don't know the difference between thoughts and feelings, Mm -hmm. and I know that I cannot change my feelings alone, how do I know what to change here? Because I'm I'm, I'm speaking a thought when I think it's a feeling. No wonder I continue to feel Mm. miserable. Right. So self-awareness, I think we all have these thinking styles, mm-hmm. these thinking patterns. Are, are, do we have the tendency to be more pessimistic? Do we have the tendency to be more optimistic? Right. Do we have to, the tendency to be unrealistic altogether? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So checking in mm-hmm. our biases. Right. And again, our thoughts will influence our emotions and our behaviors are guided by that um the thought process and the belief so uh being aware like we can't be aware 24 7 right we can't be mindful 24 7 but the check-in okay what am i thinking right now so how do you how do you teach your patients to check in like that when it isn't a natural assumption it's not something that comes naturally you cannot be self-aware 24 it is mm-hmm. exhausting to it, do that 24/7. it's impossible impossible mm-hmm. so we won't function. how do you how do you even take the first step to get there um, mindfulness skills. Okay. Um, part of one of the first steps that I, I teach them just to make a point mm-hmm. to find that space throughout the day to check in. Okay. And then you make that a habit. You grow in that yes. habit. That's, the, that's a set of skills right yeah, there. Absolutely. So it's like some people journal, right? That's another way of checking in, right? I journal. Right. Well, so it's a learned behavior. I love that. Yeah. That's a very in. It might not come naturally, but you can learn. You can definitely to do learn. That. Okay. And that, again, right, I cannot change my feeling alone, mm-hmm. but I change my action. So if I am committed yeah. to take that break, to, take, to make that space yes. in my day, that's an action. Mm-hmm. And then over time, yeah. right, because it's over time, mm-hmm. it's not overnight, oh, yeah. right? Not overnight, yes. Mm-hmm. Over time, I develop this um, rhythm that comes more nice. naturally. Mm-hmm. So we can be here right now. Even though we are focused on what we're doing, I can bring myself to be fully present here, active listening, and <laughs> We just did a show on that. I know. I, I love it. that. Yes. <laughs> I watched it. So again, that awareness, mm-hmm. right? So like the becoming yes. self-aware as far as like the leadership uh, position goes and how um, it can help, like everybody's different. So become self-aware, become aware of your biases. You're dealing with individuals that are different than you try to come from that um perspective Mm. it almost seems like as you build that you're developing Mm -hmm. skills yeah so how what does that look like to you or what is that it it, you're so you're building your i i call it a toolbox absolutely and you if you you've heard on some of my Mm -hmm. on some of the podcasts i always say that right you're adding tools to that toolbox absolutely yeah absolutely or buying new tools or buying new tools sure Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah And, and I describe it that way too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, um, 
oftentimes encouraging my clients to expand mm. their toolbox, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because sometimes a set of skills is not going to be appropriate in certain settings, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and I think like um, connected to this self-awareness um, comes this, you know, my third tip for mm. leaders um, to put in their own tool toolbox yeah. to develop or improve mm. this assertiveness, the empathy, mm. and mm -hmm. social intelligence. Yeah. Um, the um, assertiveness. What is social intelligence and assertiveness? In Picking up social cues. Like a behavior can tell you so much. Mm. And if we make a point, again, connected to the mindfulness, to the observation without the filters, mm -hmm. because if you're working on self-awareness, uh, you're mindful of your biases, mm -hmm. right? So removing those filters and observe a behavior can tell you a lot yeah. like you know if, if you if you're walking around and you're hunched over like that's it's data. telling me it's data yeah. it's visual it's Absolutely. visual communication Absolutely. and we talked about this in our last episode with dr heather weston barton um it's the fact that communication and active listening comes in more than just hearing you got to yeah. be able to Absolutely. see it and it's so when you start senses. seeing those things mm -hmm. you got to pick that stuff up yeah. so that's pretty awesome so i want to yeah. recap real quick so you've given mm -hmm. us three tips so far right so number one is prioritize yourself yep number two is become more self-aware yes. yes correct and then number three is um improve your uh, assertiveness and em social intelligence, intelligence and empathy right okay. they are that's a lot right, right there. there so yeah. three is assertiveness empathy and social intelligence mm -hmm. And I'm gonna throw a bonus out there. Ooh, let's okay. hear it. All right, um, bonus, bonus, guys. And it's gonna connect again to the work that we both yeah. do, uh, fostering a culture of gratitude. Uh, again, mm. that appreciation. Um, my clients know, like I, I express my gratitude. Sometimes they'll thank me. Mm. I'm like, no, thank you for mm. trusting me, for being here, for showing up for yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, throwing that praise, throwing that gratitude. Um, that's inspirational. That's motivational. So, what do you us. think that does for the individual? Is that what I mean? What What does that do for the for your patient or for just the individual in general? I th personally, I think it strengthens their connection to the work that they're doing. Wow! Yeah, big time. So, help us connect. Yeah, attitude of gratitude mm -hmm. to leadership. Why? Yeah. So, why is it so important to be grateful? Hmm. Why it's so important to be grateful? Uh, I think again i think ever feeling that you matter and yeah. then being told that being um acknowledged that um you know people see you right mm -hmm. so when you when yeah. you're expressing that gratitude to yes. someone yes. it's like oh they see me yeah. they hear me you know i matter yeah. and they will go the extra mile yeah. and more yep. with what they're doing because they connect more deeply with that role it's for me it's also about being thankful for what you have oh absolutely versus what you do not have yes and well I, and i would say I, I think this often people i say this to people all the time when i'm one-on-one -on -one with them you are here for a unique purpose mm -hmm. you're not here by accident mm -hmm. you matter just specifically saying to somebody you matter and you're important no matter what you've heard in the past no matter what you'll hear in the pro at this moment i want you to know mm -hmm. that you are important mm -hmm. that Absolutely. you're significant that your existence is here and you are unique 
mm-hmm. because you're right. We can have, again, we can drill it down and, and we do this, right? And, and this is important to a certain degree. Like, you know, we can take personality profiles and assessments, and all these things to understand society as a whole, to understand how we work together. And yet at the end of the day, we are individuals yes. and we contribute at an individual level. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What I want to add one thing here before we shift gears. Sure. So on her number one, prioritize yourself. And number two, be more self-aware. Yep. Those are two things that we do every day at Dignity Leadership. Yeah. Through the DISC assessment. Number one, we're prioritizing you because we're trying to help you right. get a picture of who you are. And then being more self-aware is also saying, okay, here is how my behaviors affect the whole the whole mm-hmm. picture around me. Yep. So with that, we're already up to we're up to the next what? marker time. The time is flying. So we're sitting here with Danny we're Moore from the Moore Center here. for Cognitive mm-hmm. and Emotional Healing. You're licensed in the state of New Jersey and for online for Florida, correct? Yep, correct. Yep. And again, we want to thank Texas or Oasis Texas Brewery Company for allowing yes. us to use this space today. Bravo. Thank you, Texas Oasis Texas. Brewery. That's right. <laughs> if, you need, uh, if you need some more information, you can find us at www.dignity-leadership.com on the web. Or just Google us at Dignity Leadership and you can find us. All right. So before we get, we get too yes. carried away, I want to okay. go through the three points that you just gave us. So number one is prioritize yourself. Mm-hmm. Number two, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Number three, develop and improve assertiveness. Mm-hmm. And then your bonus, foster that attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Attitude of gratitude. All right. So I see Kevin E., our, our monster millennial producer, is thrown on the headset. Make yeah. sure that microphone's hot over there, okay? Kevin All e. right, so we're wrapping we up it. here, which means we've got questions to ask. What have we, we learned? It. What are we going to do with what we learned? Yes. Take it away. And who's going to hold you accountable? And who's going to hold you accountable? You know what? So here's here's what I love doing because I love our producer, Kevin mm-hmm. E. He is the best. So everybody give Kevin E. a round of applause for all this. So he's been, his mind has been all over the yes. place, but I love putting him on the spot. So today we talked about mental health. What one, what one thing did you learn, Kevin? Can we get that face what one thing on the did video? you learn? Well, um, I'm going to start with being uh, self-aware because I'm not sure if it was Brooke who said it or it was Danielle, but you yeah. can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. Yes. And now she's not. It she's was gone. Danny, but let me tell you, I say that a lot. So again, we do. Well, my we wife says to me all the time and yes. it kind of just goes in one ear and out the other. But when you hear it from an expert, it's like there's some validity to it. And when you're talking about self-awareness, I'm like, I'm, I'm obviously not aware. You know, if someone's telling you that you're going from the empty cup. So that's what I learned. I like that. I like that. All right. What about you, Rich? I'm fully aware that I'm in charge. My red comes out way too often. Okay. Let's expand so on sometimes, that Sometimes, So red is, is the dominant on the disc profile, which mm-hmm. we talked about self-awareness. So I need to back up sometimes and realize that my cup isn't always full, and I might be trying to pour my cup into everybody else's that's empty, and they might be going, wait a second, I don't want your junk coming <laughs> from my cup. So your analogy of that cup being empty... Well, sometimes I think mine's full and I think I'm full of myself and it's kind of about losing the ego. So, Mm. I mean, it's not directly what you said, but I think sometimes I get just too overboard, too dominant and say, hey, you're not, yes. Yeah, you shifted around, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot. What does that mean, you know, for your your mental state in terms of self-awareness? All right, for my my mental state, it means that sometimes I'm an asshole. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. And I think that's part of of the leadership thing that we go back to. In my Hollywood hero story, I mean, I'll just be honest with everybody. I was the boss that could hit, get all the processes right, and I could make them better. 
I could find a better way the to do everything. The man can make a beautiful PowerPoint. Let me just point that out. But okay? you know what? It's a not about a beautiful PowerPoint. That's not, about not that. surprise me. Oh, yeah. And I could, oh, yeah. I could do all the sales stuff. I could get the sales team to sell more than anything. I could create profits. I could do all that stuff. But my aha moment was, is I was pissing everybody off. My yeah. team, my the bosses were happy with me because they love sure. me. Oh, you're making all this money for us. Well, of course you're happy. I'm making you mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. But my team was miserable, and that right. was the aha moment. That's my Hollywood to hero story. I was a jerk. I went out, I got some self-awareness. Mm. I started learning how to fill my cup up so I could help other people. Yeah. And now sometimes that's a, a default of mine because here I go again back to my processes. Like, all right, my cup's full, now I need to help you. They might not be ready for that help. Mm. Right. I still think you're applying it more professionally than mentally. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's, where that's where your brain goes, clearly. It does, mm. it does. Actually, let, let's, let's sit on that for just a minute. Let's, like... So do I have to pay it. you like, right now be... for this, Danny? We're going yeah. through therapy How right now. I know, you guys Danny, are this is a humbling moment. Mm-hmm. I'm off the clock. Just Talk saying. about <laughs> vulnerability. I, I will say this. I, let me, because my ha- aha moment wasn't necessarily, I love the filling the cup. I, I'm a huge advocate of that. But I think on my end, ugh, it comes down to self-awareness. So I am very fast, very quick to take care of everybody else and not myself mm. over and over and over again. And I hit a wall. We, we actually on a previous podcast recently, maybe today, we, we might have recorded it earlier. Um, we were just saying, Brooke is so busy. I don't, it was one of our guests that said, I would love to ask her to be on my, on my executive board, but I don't know if she has time because she's so busy. It kind of broke my heart a little bit because actually, A, he's right. And B, I want to be everything for everyone except for me. Mm. And then I take the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. So there is something to that. And I feel like that is an ongoing lesson. I get a little bit better at it, but then I feel like I'm healthy enough where I can just jump in and save everybody else again. So it's it's a constant give and and take. Um, It's a little bit different. I'm exactly the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be very difficult. Um, Along with that, the prioritizing yourself, right? The Mm -hmm. the self-care part, right? Being able to say no. Yes. Right. Being able to, to being to able to, and being confident to say no. Like, just but I will. Cha- I'll challenge you okay. on that. Yes. Because the comfort yeah. will come over time. Mm, okay. The more you do it, mm-hmm. at first it will definitely be very challenging, yeah. especially because it's not your tendency or mm-hmm. your rhythm. Right. Um. But developing healthier boundaries mm-hmm. for that reason because then you're assisting everybody else mm-hmm. and at the same time you're burning yourself out right exactly right yeah. so so um i think through my master's program i have um learned mm-hmm. to to do that for myself mm-hmm. i see seven eight clients a day every mm-hmm. single day wow. and it's like again being able to be this blank slate for them after each session to be able to reset myself fairly quickly right right? so so something from the previous sessions that don't spill over to the right absolutely right so um so the boundaries Mm -hmm. right the healthy boundaries in my personal life Mm -hmm. that i had to to develop and yes i have the tendency to please people Mm -hmm. like I'm, i'm yes Yep. Yes, yes, yes. If right. I have the time, if I, but then I had to, to, to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. 
until I was able to Absolutely. be more comfortable saying like, hey, I'm sorry, I, I'm unable to help mm -hmm. you right now, or I can't attend this event because I need to rest. Yeah. Well, like, that's, that that's part of, of leadership is exiting that comfort zone, mm -hmm. getting used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. All right, so we got to ask you the question. What did you learn? Mm. I, um, I'm going to go with you never know who you're inspiring or motivating mm. because my yes. aha moment was like, oh, I am a leader. <laughs> I guess yeah. people do look up, yes. they look up to me or something yeah. like that, right? So I think like you never know who mm. is watching you, who, um, who feels motivated yes. or inspired um, by you. So these skills that we're referring to on the clinical level or leadership, we can all learn yeah. as people exactly. to have better relationships, yes. to improve our relationships. Yeah. We can all benefit from yeah. listening better, mm. supporting each other more, understanding from different perspectives, yeah. growing with these different perspectives, right? Yeah. Um, you said something, uh, I believe it was you, um, in one of your episodes, um, you don't grow. If you're hanging out, if you're around people that think the same, that do the same, yes, you're so limited. You put yourself in this box. Mm -hmm. Now, the moment you step away mm -hmm. and you're like, tell me your exactly. journey. Yes. Now it's like this opportunity for expansion. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's beautiful, you know, to be able to be more open. Um, so I think my takeaway is that, like, you never know who's watching you. Absolutely. So be a better human being. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's roll with that. We're just going to okay. stick with you for a minute. Okay. So that's what you've learned. That's what you need to do. Now, how are you going to do this? I think I can continue to improve on those skills. Um, I think, you know, they are part of my daily life. Um, and I, my personal relationships have benefited a lot from learning these clinical skills. And like we talked about, you mentioned earlier, our workspace or our, you know, our function at work is where we spend most of our time. In. So we do tend to uh, blend in in a way, like your, your workspace, not your workspace, but the role you play in your work spills over to yeah. your personal yeah. life, right? And vice versa. Um, so I think, um, you know, continuing to develop more and more self-awareness and, you know, that self-care for me is top priority. Um, so I think, mm. I think, you know, just continuing to develop that. Brooke? Um, this is an easy answer for me. Luckily, um, Danny will be here tomorrow with us <laughs> and I will be um, on Lake Travis with her for about four hours in the afternoon <laughs> on a boat. She can't go anywhere. You're going to corner her, um, gonna, Yeah, yeah, I am. First of all, I absolutely love her, but second of all, I just want to pick her brain. So I think I just, I think for me, and it truly is, and this is a constant evolution, but filling from that empty cup or not putting myself first and having those conversations where someone says, have you thought about this or you need mm -hmm. to be aware of this? It, it helps me and it adds to my toolbox. Mm -hmm. So it's eye opening, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So I think that's where I'm going to start. Awesome. So you're on the spot for tomorrow. Kevin E. <laughs> Mine comes right back to the, uh, to the self-aware thing because uh, it's kind of like what Brooke said, where if you're helping someone else all the time, you know, and you're not doing anything for yourself, yes. I almost will do that as a way to distract me and other people oh, yeah. from actually oh, yeah. having to deal exactly. with my own stuff. Yep. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so I think by being self-aware, I can help fill that cup. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Rich? What about me? I think I've figured out that 
I don't know as much as I think I know. I thought I had some more of this stuff figured what? out. I know. It's humbling. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin called me out on it a minute ago. He goes, you're still in the professional mind. Well, and that's, and it's that's, true because it's comfortable. It's a big part of your personality. It's true. Yeah. It's true. That's the comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a defense mechanism. Don't worry. You yes. know what? We're going to add more episodes to this podcast. We can un- we can undelve yeah, this. We'll unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. Yeah. Kevin and I are here every month. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that's, so that's going to help. So there we just covered a couple of things, right? So there's my accountability partners. I just, I've learned that I've got to, how am I going to use it? I'm going to, I got to keep asking for help. I can't do everything by myself, mm-hmm. no matter good. how strong I think I am. No matter how many tools are in my toolbox, as you and I have talked about in the past. Yep. I can't do all this on my own. Mm-hmm. And that, that opens up the vulnerability. It does. Right? Because it does. It, sometimes it's difficult to ask for help. Sometimes it's difficult to say, I don't know. So we've mentioned several times that I do read a couple of books every now and then. And I'm reading a book right now. I'm not going to get in the title of it. But it talks about vulnerability. And when they open up vulnerability, it actually improves your connections. Mm-hmm. And the way they went through it, and what the study actually proved is they thought the exact opposite was going to happen. That was actually going to scare people away when they became vulnerable. Like, oh, crap, you got a, you got a lot going on there. You're feeling stuff. I don't want to have to deal with it. Actually, right? it was just the opposite. And not only with the individuals, it was the people that were in the room that had the collateral damage. They, they saw that pour out, and they all wanted to help and, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and make teams better. Yep. It's part of how the um, Navy SEALs have built some of their yeah. strength conditioning mm-hmm. stuff. So Which is cool. funny because you, you talk about military people and, and vulnerability, which is true, and there's structure there, right? Yep. I think that part of the growing process yeah. is to peel back that onion layer until you get to that part of the onion that is just, you know, if you get to the middle of an onion, one, I, my personal experience with cutting onions is I ball my eyes out, right? But regardless, the, the, after you get through those hardened pieces, the middle of the onion is, is soft and wet and everything yep. else. And you have to be willing to go and to go and to go and to go and to go until you get to that point. It doesn't happen overnight. You no. mentioned that. Mm-hmm. It does not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Definitely a process. Yep. It's a process. Can you believe an hour has already flown by? No. So let's no. cover let's cover Danny's last three points to help our listeners. All right. I like it. So Danny, you tell us in 30 seconds, what are the top three points plus your bonus that you brought with us today? Okay. Prioritizing yourself. Number so, one. Um, taking care of you. Become more self-aware. Your thoughts, belief Number systems, two. feelings, mm-hmm. and behaviors included. Number three would be develop or improve assertiveness, empathy, and social intelligence. And the bonus I threw out there is foster this attitude of gratitude. Um, and if you listen to, um, if you follow Dignity Leadership every Friday on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and TikTok. And TikTok, yes. You will see our attitude of gratitude because we take every Friday and just take a moment and, and reflect on what are we grateful for. We missed a Friday. Yeah. I missed today. But, you know, we'll, part, we'll find a piece that's out of okay. this and we'll post it. Well, but okay. the, the day's not over yet. I know, yeah, it's not right. over. That's but right. for anyway, it for, is still Friday. For more information, you can find us on the web at dignity-leadership.com. If you go out there at the bottom on our footer, you can find all of our social media. We've got free stuff, including three free courses in our Dignity Leadership Learning Laboratory and a whole lot more. So I want to thank Texas uh, Oasis Texas Brewing Company for allowing us to be here today. I want to thank our producer, Kevin Ebeling, K-A-E-P-X. Thank you, Rich. I want to thank our guest, Danny Moore, for being here with us today, flying in from New Jersey. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So and much. I want to thank um, everybody, our live, in-person live audience, audience, for joining us today. Yes. So with that, keep paddling. Keep paddling. Keep paddling.